You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Come to the decision after thinking about it here over the last few days. Uh, a couple things are going to happen. Uh, Baker won't be a captain uh, for this game. Uh, which is a big deal to him, I know, especially and for our team because of the kind of leader he is, and this is the last time that he gets to do it on Owen Field. Uh, he also will not start this game, but he will play. News team, assemble! for the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers, Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistian, along with videographer, Eddie Radosevich. It's the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the unofficial 40 back with you post-Kansas, post-Bakergate. Uh, as Baker Mayfield has been suspended, but he still will play, as you heard Lincoln Riley there in the open, uh, will play. We don't know how long he'll be suspended. Eddie Radosevich, I know, is hoping for one play, uh, just to kind of give a middle finger to every all the all the uh, triggered haters out there. It's it, I think people are going to be surprised. I'm not like upset that they punished him. I'm really not. But I do think it's a product of a soft. You. I do so think it's a. I do think it's a product of a very, very soft world, and we can get into a lot more. We wanted to go ahead and, and record the podcast a little bit early this week. I know a lot of people are going to be out there traveling for Thanksgiving, so uh, we give you OU news and plenty of cussing for your children sitting in the car. Maybe put the headphones on for the next <laughs> hour and a half, kids. Uh, Josh is one of those who will be traveling, no doubt. Uh, are you traveling? Can you travel with a wife that pregnant? Or are you just you just staying at home? We're pretty much staying in the area. I mean, we'll go to Tiffany's mom's, and that's about a 20, 30-minute drive. But, I mean, Tiffany is Tiffany is pretty much locked to the greater Houston area at this point. We, we don't get to go far from the uh, from the ranch. I'm pretty sure this is, uh, this is ironic. I just got a missed call and a voicemail. And I'm pretty sure it's from our... our national advertising company that I specifically sent them a message saying we're starting our podcast at two. So if you can call me before then, <laughs> so they called me right as the podcast started. Maybe they thought that, uh, maybe they just got the numbers mixed up and they wanted to call so, into the uh, voicemail. Not so sure about this agency now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Eddie and I are, uh, sitting in our new podcast studio chairs. Very comfortable. I bought Eddie a, a shiny new chair. It's very comfortable. Spared very, no expense. It's, very uh, luxurious. A little bit of expense, but his, his isn't as nice as mine. I can do a little bit of spinning, though. And Is this better than my dining room chair? A little bit. I'd say so. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good chair. Uh, so, Baker Mayfield is suspended. This has been kind of is a crazy Is it a suspension? Day. Or is it just a punishment? Well, he, he got... I mean, it's a punishment, yeah. Okay. I mean, he is... Suspended for the really start matter. of it. I mean, even if you like miss a class and get suspended for a quarter, I mean, we've seen that before. Right. 
So he is technically suspended, but he will play. What a what an interesting seventy two hours has it it's been. I will say this: after we got away from, like, here's what got me the most triggered about this thing was just having to sit through his press conference last night, which he usually co- comes in the morning and talks to us uh, before Lincoln Riley has his weekly press luncheon. Right, and we're usually eating our hot dogs or whatever. Baker comes in, we go up to the, you know, he goes up to the podium. But this week they said, no, Baker's going to talk after practice tonight. And then earlier that day, Lincoln Riley was on the Big 12 teleconference and he had said, I'm going, somebody had asked him about Baker and he said, I'm going to address that at my press conference. So that was the first like antenna up. Yeah. Uh oh. And then what does this mean? And then Mike Halk announced, uh, you know, probably 20 minutes. I was setting up and 20 minutes before. Baker was supposed to come in. He made another announcement. We're going to have Baker this evening. He will never, he will not lo, no longer be available this morning. Because they don't want Baker to be asked about things before Lincoln Riley can announce them. So he, he would have known he would have been suspended at that point. I'm sure he knew Sunday night. I don't know. I didn't ask him the timeline of when they told you. But so. The crotch grabbing and the expletives on the sideline are the reason. And Lincoln was asked about, it, like, is this just this incident or is it like the thing at TCU in the pregame? Which, interestingly, interestingly enough, Lincoln kind of defended Baker when he, for ear-holing a TCU player with the football. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought it was dumbass that it was even asked. I don't think it was. I think it was a fair question. Like, are you suspending him just for this or because of his pattern of behavior? Okay, well, I didn't look at it like that. That makes sense. But, but it was clear he was suspended just for what happened at Kansas. Right. And it's it's just, I don't know. I, Eddie, you cannot believe that this is warranted. I for, for grabbing your junk. But I do in the way that you just, it, it can't, I don't know. I just... I feel like there had to there had to be some kind of action. Why? Because you can't have other guys doing that. If it was any other player, he'd probably be suspended for a game. That dude at Louisville jerked off. I think you said it perfectly when we were on our way home from Lawrence, Gary, and that Louisville's the next Baylor. I yeah, I do think that they're the next it's Baylor. It's a trash program. I think we can say that. They're doing it's things. It's a trash athletic you program. You just see it from the outside to begin with. You you look at it from the outside and you say that that program's out of control. Absolutely. I mean, because their head coach is a douchebag too. That's true and they have a pretty much a criminal was running their basketball program. Look, I will yeah, that's true. I will say this. What we saw yesterday and and having to sit there and watch Baker Mayfield break down what was it, three different times, one about his family, one right. about the captain, he kind of broke down a little bit when I asked him about what he's going to remember most when he's out there for senior day. Uh, all that stuff. And you're just like, man, this guy really didn't do anything worth all of this crap that we're sitting here watching him go through right now. See, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't. I, I think Baker Mayfield could care less about starting. I think that that captain thing really... Oh, yeah. It's going to eat at him, and yeah. he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. It's his last game. And here's True. the thing. like People are like... Oh well, he's Johnny Manziel. You gotta, you gotta protect, you gotta protect college football from the the likes of those. Here's my point: 
Baker Mayfield isn't doing all that stuff to bring attention to himself or say, look at me. He's competing. He's trying to win. Right. He's He is trying to lead other people. It's not a... Look at me, I'm 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 the brand, Baker Mayfield. I'm a brand. He's not doing that. He cares about the team. He cares about the program probably more than anyone else. The, Definitely more than any of you listening. The and Josh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. This might be my hottest take of the week. The Kansas not shaking hands thing. Kind of like it. Maybe not I'm, maybe not from I'm Kansas. Maybe not from Kansas. But everybody wants to focus on that, like, oh, that that enraged Baker Mayfield to do this. <laughs> they got what they wanted. It's 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 almost the reverse of what Baker did. So how can we dog on Kansas now? The cheap shots, the headshot that uh, Mayfield took right before halftime—that's bullshit. Like I will say that 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 was too far. That should have been targeting. Well, unlike all this other stuff we're talking about, you're risking harming someone then. What Baker did on the sidelines, what Kansas did in the pregame, nobody's getting hurt with that. That you, like, I realize there's a lot of people out there, maybe of an older, stodgier variety, that want everybody to be sportsmen and be like that. That's like, to me, that's so fake. And I'm such a person like I Absolutely. want honesty and truth and everything. And like when OU in Texas, when Baker Mayfield goes out there against Texas, he'd rather spit on those dudes than shake their hands. Yeah, he's not going out there going, I believe in God and country, and I'm going to sell you an automobile. Exactly. <laughs> so why do we have to pretend that these guys are like, oh, we like each other, and now because we've shaken hands, we're not going to try to kill each other in about five minutes. Because like there are particular I, people, and especially in the Oklahoma media, that think that every team should pray with each other before the game. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't disagree less. Yeah. Or more. More. There you well, go. Well, I mean, like, yeah. like, like OSU is kind of known for going out and having a prayer circle, but that's when they, you that's know. That's why they're two and three the at home. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not why they're two and three at home. They're two and three at home because Mason Rudolph is just another version of Landry Jones. I know, and it's kind of it's kind of sad. Did I not call that? I yeah, you did. Carry, You're all over you, it. I don't know that you've killed one of any take in any podcast better than that one. You, you've really driven that one home nicely. Although I will say this, I, I I think he's a he's better. I mean, he's better than Landry Jones, but he just has some of that turnover in him. Is he? I mean, I don't want to get. I in, think he is. I don't want to. I think Landry Jones has a better arm. This. Okay, that's what I was gonna probably. He base definitely it off has of. a better arm, but I, I, Mason Rudolph is better at getting through his progressions. I'm, we're yeah, going away off. And on I feel team, like Landry was was not Kenny Hill, but he had a little bit of that in him, like. Right when you needed Landry to be great, he'd find a way to not be. Except and for one time at West Virginia when he threw a he threw a slant to Kenny Stills in the end zone to win a game. Who's a really good he, NFL wide receiver now. Yeah. Well, and the, the funny thing is, people always also point to that Big 12 championship against Nebraska, forgetting completely that he's the one that put him in the hole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, so you know, you can't have that both ways. Like, he wouldn't have had to do that if he hadn't screwed the pooch so bad in the first half. So... But back to Baker. I mean, look, you're talking, and I wrote about this. I did the column. You're talking about a guy that's going to have a statue on campus, most likely. He's going to win a Heisman Trophy. He walked on. He was at Texas Tech. He could have gone anywhere. He, and look, David Bourne definitely deserves credit for working really hard to get him that extra year back uh, because they basically, they kind of, he kind of politicianed it up. I mean, it was like, he treated that situation like lobbying 
to get what he wanted on a bill. Like, he was like, oh, you know, Big 12's not so great. OU might want to do something else, unless maybe you want to give our quarterback a year back, and then maybe we can sit down and talk again about staying in your league. That was baller. And I, I think everyone will should always appreciate David Bourne for what he did there. You guys remember that. Yeah, and it was... I've never really, I guess, looked at it that way, but I guess that's kind of what he did. Yeah. I mean, he did do a lot of legwork for that. Because, I mean, he even got Texas Tech to say, okay, we'll vote for it. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know if Texas Tech, they might be run by idiots, considering Kirby Hocutt's in charge of that. Yeah. Okay, let, let, let's get to the real question. Was, was Lincoln Riley involved in this call? No. Or do you think they just went right over it his head? It was forced on him. I'll just okay. say that. That's I nobody has told me that. And I don't want to, you know, get a bunch of people pissed off. I certainly don't want David Bourne pissed off at me. Sure. He's on his way out. Although he's on his way out, so maybe what do I care? Who cares? We can we can rattle our saber a little harder. What's he gonna do? Not let you drink at the stadium fans? Eddie and RJ Young can tell you about what it's like to piss off David <laughs> Bourne. I looked him right in the eye and said, I don't care. <laughs> just just gauging the way Lincoln announced that yesterday, and obviously you guys were there, but just watching it on video, like I just struggle to believe he fully bought into that decision. I agree with you. Yeah. A hundred percent. But at the same time, I do think... Like I said in the column, he just casually dropped the fact that he spoke with Joe Castiglione and and President Bourne throughout the process. I I do think it's interesting, though, that he also kind of benefits from it in a way because I saw, like, uh, was it the footballscoop.com or whatever said something about yesterday. This is one of the reasons why you would send your kid to go play for Lincoln Riley. Like, his little speech about Baker and how much he means to him and stuff. It, It really, I think... It, it kind of is a win-win, really, that it benefits the the. I mean, it sucks that he what he did to Baker, but at the same time, he can also say, you know, we're not going to have this shit in our program. We're going to take a stand on it, and he also looks good for prospective student athletes. And he kicked Chris Robinson off the team right. immediately. Right. So I mean, he looks tough on crime, if you will. Not that this was a crime. Again, it, he only touched himself. He wasn't Jameis Winston in an Uber. And. Baker would have been able to get away with it. I mean, I think we all agree that Baker would have got away with it if it was just a couple F-bombs shouting. It was the the thrusting and the grabbing that... I didn't see any thrusting. Was not there thrusting, thrusting, but the, the grabbing was the number one. Aggressive grabbing. Yeah. I still think he gets away with it if there's Clear not the cut, media the backlash. I, I think that's and what caught... Like, everybody's me, here's freaked the question. out about it. Here's the question. David Bourne, we all know, uh, has... A relationship, I would say. Where are you going? Well, with I don't this? know. If we all know. Where are you going with this? Has a re- <laughs> stop it. Uh, I he has <laughs> he has a pretty good relationship with Barry Trammell. Mm-hmm. That's that's known in the inner circles, right? Barry Trammell has broken some big news, and a lot of people think David Bourne will sometimes give him and Dean Blevin stuff. Well, I I, think- I know uh, you're going to get. On a Dean Blevins tangent, no. Just let me stop you. No, I I was gonna go the other way because he unfollowed you. No, I that is I'm I'm ready to accept your apology, Dean. <laughs> I told him that yesterday, and it's he, over the because back to football stuff. Yeah, which I we had every right to be pissed off about that. I was gonna go the other way though. I thought Barry Trammell's article yesterday in the Oklahoman uh-huh. was a top five dumbass article I've ever read in my entire life. It, like Barry Trammell is the epitome of the soft 
Christian universe. Oh my God! Oh, Stop it! There's no sudden. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Barry Trammell is one of my favorite people on this planet. I've defended him on the board. He went full dumbass yesterday. I didn't agree with the column, but he has every right to 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 write it. Sure. Just like I had every right to write my column today. Sure, but I I think that it's just another example of the older demographic being no, out I mean, of touch a, with reality. There's a, there's a generational gap here. For sure. Yep. And But I will say this for Barry. He works as hard as anyone to kind of understand, you know, that gap. Right. But he is who he is. Right. Which is an upstanding Christian man. Barry. Who... He's unlike a much some people, better man than I. Unlike some people, he doesn't go around telling you how great a Christian he is. Right. He just lives a life where you go, that dude's really a, a good guy. Right. And he he like, believes I don't, in I don't, God. I don't want people to think that I hate Barry Trammell. I don't. I, like, I just disagree with what he wrote yesterday. I've heard Barry cuss before, too, and it's awesome. Those are the moments that you're like, yes, Barry. <laughs> but at the same so, time, yeah, like, I I, wanna, I'm not mad at him. I don't want to hear this soft Christian stuff, okay? But it, that's what it was. That, you can be soft <laughs> and you can be a Christian. They're, True. They're totally separate things. True. Well, why do you always force me, me into religious talk <laughs> on this thing? That's what this whole thing comes down to. Like, Baker can be wrong for what he did, and the reaction for it can be too strong. Like, those things can both be true. Very much. Like it, it doesn't have like everybody's getting in these. I mean, it's it's just like everything we talk about anymore. Like everything that you have to believe fully one hundred percent over here or fully one hundred percent over there. There's no middle ground. Baker was wrong for what he did. You you can't spin that anyway. Is it a big deal necessarily? No, no, That's, it's not. It a big is because deal. It's, like, it's Baker. It's a it's it, a big it, deal because it's Baker. Exactly. You know, Kerry, you said earlier. Oh, if it was, or I think Eddie said, if it was somebody else, he would have been suspended for the game. I don't think he would have because I don't think anybody would have cared. That's and there wouldn't have even been a camera on. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. I just I I think that like the stuff that goes like I don't know what happened when Eric Wren got that personal foul, but it had to be something really bad. No, they. I mean, they're Kansas. By players the way, Eric were, Eric Wren, son of a pastor, not soft. Not not soft at all. There. I mean, Kansas took some multiple shots at Baker when he was on the ground. Uh, you know whether it be yeah, in the pile because sick of it. Bob, uh, even Bobby Evans got a unsportsmanlike yeah. when he was trying to pull a guy off yeah. because they were piling on. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could argue that you know the referees let it get out of hand, but at the same time, I think that as a whole, this whole situation, and I agree with Josh, it's the we everybody knows that Baker Mayfield shouldn't have done that. Baker Mayfield knows that. Lincoln Riley knows that. Everybody knows that. But at the same time, it's it's the hot takes and the holier than thou like pedestal that people have gotten on that that what drives me crazy in this whole situation and and i knew this after the game was over and we talked about this eddie like oh no like nothing else happened in college football today so this yeah. is gonna be what talked everybody about it on the way home. is focused on and it was because like we're we're driving we're listening to sirius xm radio espn's doing their sports center updates i got the college football final all that stuff playing because we drove home as soon as the game was over, and every top of the hour it was Baker Mayfield has controversy. It's like, well, OU beat the one in ten Kansas Jayhawks, but that's not the story here. Baker Mayfield was caught making lewd gestures on the sidelines. 
You know what also killed Baker? It was a shitty, shitty weekend of college football. No, that's what I'm saying. It, nothing else happened. Like, there were no, yep. no big upsets to kind of steal headlines away from that. The, the week before with OU and TCU and Notre Dame and, you know, uh, Miami, it, it would have been a, a back page story. Yes. It wouldn't have been any big deal. No doubt. You're, no, you're right. That's a great – I hadn't even thought about that until you said it, Kerry, but you're absolutely right. And it's just – I mean, the, and the other thing, too, that is just – it's perfect for ESPN was the – they're running or they're scrolling Baker's incidents across the bottom – and if you want to lump in the flag planning and wearing the trader shirt before Texas As an Tech, incident. Carrie, mark mark the time code. F*** you. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Hold on, i got to find a pen. What, guys, the thing that I'll never understand about some media, and I, I, I feel like we've become a bash media guy. I, like We're almost like awful announcing or something. I don't know what, By how the way, happened. total credit to Joey Galloway. Oh, and, we're living in bizarro world right Jesse now. And Jesse Palmer. They actually defended Baker Mayfield. Because they're and players said it wasn't and they a big know. Deal. Yeah. I mean, they know what goes on inside the lines. You can say what you want about Joey Galloway, and I, I'm his biggest hater, hater. out there. Yeah. But, I mean, the guy played 17 years in the NFL. He knows what being on a team is all about, right? God, I can't now believe this. Now all I can this. think about is how bad I feel for Terry Glenn. How Rest in that peace. that horrible news? He was like, I mean, I remember growing up watching him in college thinking, man, that guy's good. Really? I He was he was the shit. I saw I mean, it yesterday, and I had no, like, I guess, connection. Now, I can't ever remember, Kerry. Did he precede Galloway, or was he after? I think he was after. He was he? after, because he's 43. That's what I thought. He died at 43 years of age, so he's right okay. around my age. Okay. That's why I remember him so well. Okay, that that sounds right. I, he, But yeah, Eddie, for not... I mean, Terry Glenn was a... At Ohio State, he was a monster. He was a great, great player. He, so anyway... I want to say he was a Blitnikoff finalist. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so we're getting off track, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was really... I got home. The only thing I did before I went to bed was watch college football final. And I was thinking, okay, what are these two idiots going to say about it? And shockingly, they were really good. Like, they 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 understood. They said it wasn't that big of a deal that people were making too much out of it. I actually took a picture, a screen grab, because I was going to tweet something about like how much I agreed with them. And then I figured, nah, no way. I'm not giving them that much credit. You should have tagged Joey Galloway and said, I wished him happy birthday yesterday. Nice job. Lost in the discussion of Monday was <laughs> Joey Galloway's birthday, and I, I wished him happy birthday. So happy birthday, JoJo. We love you. It's my dad's birthday yesterday, <laughs> my brother's birthday yesterday. Big day. And uh, Jared Folliwell's birthday yesterday. November 20th. Big. It's a big day. Big day. And Nikki Kay's birthday yesterday, I found out. Wow. From KFOR. You, grav- you gravitate towards November 20th people, Kerry. I mean, that's a, that's all there can be said. I guess that's it. Uh, Astrology works. By the way, we have not addressed it, which we should do now, and we'll talk more about Baker Mayfield because we've got some audio from Baker. Uh, but big news on the site. Huge news. We uh, we brought in uh, Bob Prisbillo to join the ranks. Do we need, like, the clapping uh, voice effects or sound effects to, I don't to have throw any in of there? Those. I guess I could find some. YouTube is your friend, Kerry. Uh, no, but Bob is, uh, uh, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, this doesn't affect Eddie and I so much, but, uh, Josh, he's your competition and now he's on your team. How are you handling this? Love it. Couldn't love it more. Like uh, we guys we've used, you know, and I, I know people, I, when we announced it, there were some people like, Oh, this is why you were giving Bob credit or something like that. People that don't listen or that are listening now 
guys, this came together in like 48 hours. Like this is not something that was some big master plan or Bob was a good talent that we've all always respected. And he wanted to be on board with us and we were happy to have him. Like we, we, I think we all think the world of Bob. And if, you know, if Bob were to go and do something else, we'd still think the world of Bob like that. that I, but I am, I am super excited because I may survive December now. So that, <laughs> that only pleases me or that just completely pleases me. Yeah. Your wife's womb made it imperative that we bring him on. How is the, uh, how's the, the, uh, the, the lovely wife? How's, how's the, uh, crazy it's okay she did pretty well for me being gone we had one little it's more a matter of if laney is having a good day and laney is listening and doing the things she's supposed to do tiffany's fine but laney is she's three and she's starting to be able to think for herself and you know (laughs) i don't want to do that i do want to do this and that can cause some mama laney drama that, that it doesn't go well tiffany I'm a, you guys know me, I'm pretty relaxed, not much gets me fired up, that kind of thing, and Tiffany is not that way, Tiffany will, she'll go into the red if she needs to, so um, I should say, just for uh, posterity, I am doing this podcast live from the upcoming baby room that is not quite complete yet, so I am not in my usual office or in the uh, in any of the areas that I normally podcast from. I am sitting in a chair that I'll probably be rocking a baby in this time next month. So that is that's happening. Big time. December fifteenth, right? Scary. Yeah. December fifteenth. Yep, that's what we're looking at. Unless there is a early alarm. Uh, I just want to let people know, kind of like how everybody's, you know, Bob. We're still like like Josh said. This is something that came together really quickly. So we're kind of winging this a little bit in terms of how much, you know, this or that Bob is going to do. He loves OU basketball, uh, just college basketball, so he's going to help us out there. Uh, Obviously, you know, basketball recruiting is something that we've kind of dabbled in here and there. uh, And we'll be getting, you know, we'll have an opportunity to kind of get into that a little bit more. But really, you know, with an early signing day, Josh, I mean, you having a baby coming, I mean, that's going to be a big part of what Bob is doing right now. And get this, though, two people about Bob. Like, he works his ass off. Like, I've already got two stories today from him. One about the PK-80 uh, basketball tournament that's coming up uh, over Thanksgiving weekend. Oklahoma's playing Arkansas to start out. But huge teams in that thing. Uh, and then a senior day piece that we're going to run. So, I mean, Bob just, he he works, man. He works his ass off. Uh, he, he gets his hands in everything, recruiting. Uh, he wants to go Friday to during the Big 12 Championship Week to watch the 6A Championship and then come drive immediately to Dallas for the Big 12 Championship. So we're still trying to figure that out. So that's just an example, kind of Bob and what he's going to bring to the site. But uh, man, if if you're listening to this podcast and you th- you thought to yourself, well, why would I subscribe to SoonerScoop.com? There's no other place to come now. I mean, this is. The market. We we have it all. Josh, Eddie, Bob, myself. We've got there's no other reason for you to pay ten bucks a month for a website. Or four bucks or five bucks or whatever. You should be we should we should raise our prices as a matter of fact. I mean if I, we could. We I honestly would. anybody can you can try to compare, but it's not going to be good for you if if you do. You I mean, maybe somebody gives you ten dollars worth a month. We're going to give you $20 worth a month. Maybe $50. Maybe I, 50 
I mean, Carrie, it, nothing pales in comparison. You guys, you guys can both speak to this because I know you know Eddie's been on the site forever. Carrie and I, you know, took this thing over a long time ago. Guys, this is the same we were charging when I used to do nothing from about February to July. <laughs> Those that, were the I mean, days, that, that, man. That, and that's crazy. Like Those now the there's days. spring camps and junior days and all this other stuff. And obviously, Carrie and Eddie doing all the stuff with uh, spring practices that we never, you know, all the video and all the content that we didn't used to get. It's insane that we still charge $10. And frankly, as a guy who's followed, you know, been in this market for almost 20 years, I cannot believe that we got bought. I mean, like what I thought was already the best staff in in the market just got the one guy I would like to add to that staff. Yeah, we've always felt that way. Like if there's yep. one guy we could add, we want it, it to Bob. be Bob. Yeah, to great. And I, so, I mean, and I don't mean that as any offense to some of the other guys we've had working for us. I love those guys. They they were great to work with. Basically, but Bob already comes in with a rep. Basically, we're we're trying to get everyone in the media to have worked for us at one time or another. Yes. John Shin was through here for a little while. Mm-hmm. Now we've got, we don't have the Bone Man, I guess. See, that's a Trammel nickname. I, yeah, I he's Bob. I, bone Man sounds real weird. I can't get there on that. He's so skinny, too. Like, Yeah, we're going to have to beef him he up embraces a little bit. Take that, him to some though. buffets, and he's going to have to fit in with the crowd. The uh, yeah, We're I, not skinny. Yeah, that's, that's not happening here, especially before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> You have special GBC. pants. GBC. That's it's a big GBC week, and I've been having to deal with Baker Mayfield bullshit. By the focused. way, we have a, a new, possibly exciting addition to the podcast. I'd say. And, very and by exciting. the way, let me say this quick about Bob. Bob already does a, a podcast on his own. Uh, I've told him, look, you like doing your podcast, do your podcast. Uh, the unofficial forty is what it is. It what what it is. We've had people in. We're best as a three man band. Right. We're the we're we're Green Day. We are the original sellouts. Foo Fighters. Green Day, Day sellouts, aren't they? I'm just that's, saying that's they're a three-piece three band. <laughs> that's my only band knowledge. You have no band knowledge. <laughs> that's what sticks out to Eddie about Green Day. They're sellouts. <laughs> that's, I think I saw that on like Zanga in eighth grade. I can't Burn. ever figure out if... Is it Bobby Joe Armstrong? Is that the lead singer? Looking at the wrong Billy person. Joe. Billy Joe Armstrong. Looking mm-hmm. at the wrong person over here. There have always been like bearing reports either he's gay or he's married to a woman i don't know i've heard both let's just say he's married to a transvestite and we'll cut it down the middle i don't think that's accurate but okay um basically what you've done carrie is you've done a little bit of a dave portnoy you're trying to own the moon building a power team yeah by the way uh did you see the the shout out to potus today and uh I yeah. know you saw it because I saw it because of you. Billy Football, all class, Billy asking uh, for a pardon for Baker Mayfield from the President of the United States. Billy Football interned. He was their intern. Now he's, he goes by PFT Nutrition now? Uh, that's kind of what he's always been because he got PFT on the uh, ketosis diet over the summer, so I think that's where it came from. And he was in nutrition. Yeah, you're a stoolie around here, so you know all this stuff. But no, that that's a uh, big that's class big. move. Big, big class move. Uh, so anyway, but so Bob's going to do his podcast. We're going to do our podcast. Maybe we look at doing something different, but it will be something outside of Unofficial 40. So Unofficial 40 is going to be what it is. We're keeping it this way. Basically, what you're telling the listeners is we're building something huge right now. Yes, but I don't want to give any. I don't want to tip our hat or tip our hand. Fair enough. But we do have another addition to the podcast that we're going to try out today. I think everybody has always enjoyed ratings and reviews, and we love our ratings and reviews on iTunes. Appreciate you guys uh, going in and letting us know what you think about the program. And we do encourage 
horrible reviews with five stars as the ranking, which a lot of you guys have done. They've been fantastic. But I got the idea because I sit there and do the instant analysis during the game and tweet. And, and I was thinking, you always get these horrible tweets from people in the middle of a game. I was thinking, what if we had a hotline that people could call, you know, and, and just say horrible things about Mike Stoops and Tim Kish in the middle of a game, and then we could play them back on our podcast. Like, that'd be awesome. So I went and, and set up a Google voicemail so people can call in and, and give us their thoughts. And I today I just said, look, we're getting ready to do a podcast. Why don't you guys call in and give us your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Because on the board, that's all anybody's talking about today. I wrote the column. You can go read that on Soonerscoop.com. I don't know that I feel as strongly today as I did yesterday when I wrote it, now that I'm almost 24 hours away from Baker Mayfield's press conference. So... A lot of people are passionate, though, about what's going on with Baker Mayfield. And uh, do you guys want to hear some voicemails? Because there's a lot of them. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, Never been more you excited down for no, voicemails? Oh, I, I'm absolutely in. I'm dying to hear them. I, I, I'm going to be interested to see if this goes well, how we're going to call through these. Because you know it's going to uh, become like hundreds of we'll them. We'll have to make a... Vo- we might have to make just a voicemail podcast. We should hire a non-misogynistic uh, intern... <laughs> To go through them. You, yeah, you got uh, ripped for... We all got ripped for being misogynistic. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I went back and listened to it, and I I think it had to be the Jen Sturger stuff. That's the only thing I could come up with. You think he's in love with Jen Sturger? No, I, I, I don't. I think it was, you know, because... Did Eddie I mean, say I something guess. horrible? No, we were basically saying that, like, Jen Sturger played up her looks at one point in time, and then, and then yeah, kind she of got now her- is... Def- doesn't want to be treated like that, you know, and we're like, well, you kind of opened that can of worms. Yeah, you were a Florida State floozy. Yeah, and I, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie dropped the word slut out there. I want it to be known. I don't feel oh, like no. that's a one sex word. Like, I, I, not, it's not just for girls. There's dudes out there. Oh, that yeah. are sluts. You it's can be right. a whore if you're a man. Yeah, there's no misogyny about that. Like, either way, like that, that's, that's fine. It doesn't even have to involve sex. You can just be a whore or a slut for, you yeah. know, well, horny things. Well, well, there are lots of dudes who would love to sleep their way to the top. It's just not available to hell, them. Hell, I do. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll think of him when we have our uh, sportsmanship candlelight vigil Wednesday night in the South Oval. Uh, okay. Um, so let's get to the voicemails. Here's a short but sweet one. And uh, Eddie Radosevich, by the way, has been on his uh, green bean casserole kick asking anyone who will answer you know, about green bean casserole this week. Something I'm very passionate about. You are very passionate. What do you, what's the council or the committee? Green bean, green bean casserole committee council. I don't know what I said. Uh, GBCC. GBCC. Uh, so I think some of these have to do with your green bean casserole. But uh, here's our first voicemail. Hey, this is uh, Mr. Cheeseburger from Dallas. Longtime caller, first time listener. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Baker Mayfield has been suspended. I think mainly because he supports the troops as well as the police, and he should be able to play. Thank you. Fair. That's obviously not serious. <laughs> Fair. I, I, I did like the guy the that troops and the police, so he should be able to play. I did like the guy I who I all support. I nominated the as the dumbass of the week that tweeted you that said that he supports blue, so he can't back Baker Mayfield. Is that guy serious? No, I think that had to be. I think that had to be a guy messing around. Yeah, like, I thought he troll. was serious okay. until that last one, and then I was yeah. like, I don't think no, that's Josh real. No, Josh called it. Okay, he was a total okay. troll. Yeah. Uh, now I will say, have you guys ever seen the Levitard show where they talk about that? Like, you could be like, I killed twelve people. Support the troops. Like, and you could get away with almost anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, here is uh, here's another short but sweet one. Yeah, this is Sean from Orlando, and I just want to say that I think Baker Mayfield is being treated unfairly by some members of the media. The idea that anyone would accuse him of not having green bean casserole on his Thanksgiving dinner plate is absurd. This guy's a champion. Heisman winners eat green bean casserole. Also, the crotch grabbing thing is not a big deal, and everyone should just get the hell over it. Bye. Thank you, Sean from Orlando. It's a good one. Look at our reach. All the way to the armpit of Florida. God, I hate that place so much. Orlando is the worst worst place on earth. There's, oh, and with two little girls, I'm sure it'll be a picture of my life. You're going to be going. Yep, Book that's it coming. I just left a voicemail, but I just read reread uh, Sooner Scoop's tweet and forgot to leave my name where I'm from. My name is Jordan, a.k.a. Um, Sam Bradford Apologist, and I'm calling from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, here's my thoughts on the Baker Mayfield um, issue. I don't really get it. I mean, if you asked a non-college football fan to pick up their phone and start reading all the news about Baker Mayfield, you probably would have thought, hey, I guess that guy committed murder because that's, that's how he's being treated. But, no, he just grabbed his crotch and yelled a few swear words. And it's kind of frustrating that he's being treated and compared to Manziel and Winston and all these other guys that have had um, literal issues with the law, have literally harmed people and been accused of harming people, harassing people. Um, but no, he just said a few words and made an inappropriate gesture. And so it doesn't really seem fair to me that he's being treated the same as them, because this is not that. They, they deserve the punishment they got. They deserve the ridicule they got, because they actually harmed people. Whereas Mayfield said a few swear words and grabbed his crotch. And if these people that are criticizing Mayfield think that what he did on the sideline is not representative of the entire sport in general, then they are quite literally idiots like if they put a mic on the field and said hey here's what's going on on the field here's what they're saying here's what they do in scrums they would be horrified but that's football that's what happens i am training to be a pastor in a church my family texted me and said hey what did you think of during the game they texted me and said hey what did you think what just happened i text back one word hilarious because that's what it was it was hilarious inappropriate sure uncalled for sure but that's football that's just what happens so people give me a break he didn't commit a commit a violent atrocious act against mankind he just did an appropriate gesture that was pretty funny that came in the competitive heat of battle give him a break it's baker mayfield he's the greatest player in oklahoma history and the best player in america goodbye take that eddie radosovich that is a christian who is not soft that is m- almost too logical for this program. That was almost a too logical argument. It was very logical. That was very yeah. good. That was very good. But again, training to be a pastor, not soft. But I, I think that he sounded like a younger guy. He understands what's going on well, in this world. Well, then say old Christian, not soft okay, Christian. Okay, then we'll go back and edit that because that's what I meant. <laughs> like, he understands. That, that is a very clear-minded person. I think that there is just a too big of a age gap in which... I think some people just get too easily offended in today's world. That may be true. Maybe that's and, what I should and have said. There are, but here's the thing. A lot of people that are older were brought up in a time where respect was more valued. Okay. Like, yeah. And I think we've gone through the society of where people have started to not expose, but, but um, they've started to kind of use the things that people value Kind of like we're talking about, like 
love God and country, buy a truck from me. Right. I mean, like, th- th- people are starting to exploit those values that these people grew up kind of, you know, admiring and, and that were that were expected of you and that were that that judged whether you were a good person or not. Like mm-hmm. people like Barry Trammell grew up in that generation. Now you have all these, you know, snake oil salesmen that use that to try and say, well, you don't, you know, you don't buy a car from us. You don't support our country. Right. Like, and I think people are now rebelling against that, that are younger saying, look, what being genuine is the value. Like cussing, or just saying what's on your mind, not pretending to be something you're not, to me, that seems to have more value with younger people now. I would agree. Definitely. Does that make me a millennial? Because I'm really a torn about that. Because I feel strongly in that direction, but I don't want to be lumped in with, with the youngs. Well, like Josh and Come I... Come on over. Josh Come on and over, I, Josh. <laughs> like, in the, we, you know, we talk about the websites and you know competition and this and that. Like... That's kind of Josh and I's thing. It always has been. Like, we want to be real with you people. Like, we don't want to sugarcoat things. Uh, we don't want to... We never go out of our way to say, uh, you know, we don't throw in softball questions talking about, oh, you're so awesome. Tell us about how awesome you are. Or try to make or the, it seem like... The Baker, cold pool? The cold tub? Talk about the cold tub? Yeah. Or, or try and make it seem like Baker Mayfield has been painted into this, like, criminal, like, like some people were asking yesterday. Well, I mean, he mentioned it there. He hasn't done anything, uh, and that was uh, sorry, I forgot the name here. That was uh, Jordan from Tulsa. From Tulsa. Tulsa. He mentioned it, like you know, Baker Mayfield has not done any harm to anyone. He's done harm to himself in Arkansas by getting arrested. He did a little harm to maybe you know his ball sack being a little over aggressive with it Saturday. Has nobody asked him if he had an itch? Maybe he was just itching himself. He wasn't. Oh, he wasn't? Okay. <laughs> That's, I, I just... I, I Actually, someone... Well, we, we do have a voicemail that might be a truther that has some theories about Baker Mayfield and what he was doing on the sideline. I just... I, I, I think that there has just been t- way too much into it. I, I Before... We talked about it before, but it just seems like there has been so much that has been blasted into the Baker Mayfield atmosphere of, like, turning him into this guy that... That is just this this huge like bad boy criminal. When I mean, it is what it is. I mean, everybody have seen how he acts, but I think that the little things get brought up more now because people nationally and locally. I don't know. I I, I don't think that they're trying to paint this story that Baker is this 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 criminal guy. But at the same time, it does feel like they are, and I think that that is unwarranted. But you know what? We've we've also had the other side where. We have, we have, uh, I don't know, maybe called out Trevor Knight, right, for uh, banging for Jesus, right. Oh, and, I, if if you're going to give me two options of who I'm going to take, I mean, those guys were on the same team. There at is one no point. option. There is no option. Like Baker, to me, is much more genuine person. I like Trevor Knight. I have no problem with Absolutely. him. Absolutely. I think he's a good guy deep down. Yeah. But I also think he, you know, he goes through the FCA catalog and finds out what the hottest chicks are. I I I mean if you're if you're trying to ask me if I'm taking which option I'm taking I'm taking Baker Mayfield 15 times out of 10. Well, he's a hell of a lot better football player. Right. Like and that's what, I think that's the crux of all of it is that there are a lot of people that try to make it into this like this 
you know, I, I think locally it's been the Mason Rudolph versus Baker Mayfield train of, oh, well, character means so much more out on the football field. Again, mark the time code. Fuck you. No, you don't. You would take Baker Mayfield every time. You're making me do a lot of work, Eddie. You know, well, it's Thanksgiving. Like, there's not an Oklahoma State fan in the world that wouldn't trade Baker May- Mayfield for Mason Rudolph today. And if they are, they're lying to themselves. Yeah, I think so. There, there's there's some that would say they would, but if they could legitimately make that happen, they'd probably be playing for a national championship in a month. All right, uh, I do have the guy that has the uh, conspiracy Ooh. or what Baker was really doing on the sidelines. Sidelines. I don't know how well the this is hit or miss. Hey, this is John here uh, over in Midwest City, and just calling about the Baker Mayfield incident. Uh, honestly, looking back at it, are we even sure that that Baker Mayfield even did anything inappropriate? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like he made some some in-game adjustments there. You know, in-game adjustments. Everybody knows you gotta you gotta move around the boys a little bit when you're playing. There's a lot of tight pants going on in the football game. So it seems like to me, <laughs> Baker who can't do anything wrong, made some made some in-game adjustments. And are we even sure that what he said was offensive? I think he, he may have just been so thankful after, uh, you know, adjusting the boys around a little bit that he was saying, thank you, thank you, you know, to himself because Good he was point. making some great uh, movements down there. And so I'm just, I'm not too sure that anything was egregious or, or our poor sportsmanship, I think it was just a guy really getting it done down there. And uh, honestly, never seen two grown men cry in a football press conference like that, but it, it really it really got me emotional. So I was loving it. Uh, anyway, Baker did nothing wrong. He's an angel. Anyway, yeah, bye. <laughs> This is interesting hmm. voicemail there. Gave a lot of good points. Brought up a lot John. of points that haven't been Hey, we've about. all been there. Everybody's been in that moment when you arranged and you're like, well, that was right. That fixed everything. So maybe he's on to something. I thought Wolf uh, hit it perfectly on the board. He left a, uh, a pretty hilarious uh, thread that everybody should check out if they're on the board. Uh, you want to hear someone who's triggered about Baker Mayfield? Mm, very much so. I Sounds believe, very familiar. I believe this person is pretty triggered. Let's see. Hey, Eddie, this is James from down here at Sayre, and I just want to call and say what they're doing to Baker Mayfield is total bullshit. And I'll tell you who's to blame. It's that goddamn Barry Trammell. <laughs> that left-wing communist son of a Probably right-wing. Barry Trammell, that paper sack, and I guess it just triggers the shit out of him. Baker Mayfield grab his goddamn dick. What a joke. <laughs> Like, he was definitely <laughs> triggered. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Phone cut out a little bit there. Thank too. you, Jim from Sayer. Mm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make our way through here. I mean, I know I appreciate everybody sitting in voice. Honesty mail. hour. I almost called in on the way because I've been known to. Uh, I've told Carrie before, Josh, but uh, the rant in Oklahoma City. Have, are you familiar with that on Channel Four? Yes. Uh-uh. I will. They, it. You can call in and give your opinion. It's kind of a opinion piece with uh, one of the Ogle brothers. I will occasionally call in under an alias and leave I, uh, leave ridiculous voicemails like that. I'm looking at a voicemail right here. It seems this guy lost tr- his train of thought and started going off on the thunder about halfway through. 
Oh no, he forgot what station he called into. There's uh, some cuss. There's some cussing in here too. Maybe he thought he was calling the rant. Let's check this out. Baker Mayfield. I've got two theories on this deal. It's all the geriatrics that have a problem with what Baker Mayfield did. Yep. He was disrespected. He's a competitor, and he gets caught up in the moment. We've known this for three years with Baker Mayfield. It's not a big deal. He shouldn't have done it, but it's not like he killed somebody. It's not like sexual assault. Janice Winston won the Heisman Trophy and had a rape allegation, stealing crabs, lobsters, whatever he can find. But my theory is the only people you see really complaining about this are the old geriatrics, mm -hmm. the people that are jealous, because Baker Mayfield has the premium junk when he grabs it. They look down there at their crotch. Well, I have to pop six Viagras to even try <laughs> to get something that looks like what he's got in his hand. I think that's one theory. The other theory is Barry Trammell covers Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony. Westbrook literally yells F every time he's going up and down the court, either at the refs or because he got a foul he's cutting out the other player. It's caught on TV. You can hear it on the TV, but it's not a big deal. But he's the MVP. People say, well, it's because he's a Heisman contender. What? What are you people talking about? You see Russell Westbrook say this shit day in, day out, and it's not a big deal. What's the difference between Mayfield grabbing his jump, telling the Kansas Gayhawks to fuck off? It's not that big of a deal. I don't understand it. Let the kid play. Let him do what he needs to do and keep winning because he's a winner. He's not Mason Rudolph. He's not the choir kid, but he wins, and there's nothing wrong with that. Leave the kid alone and get off your fake outrage high horses and just let the kid play. It's not a big deal, for real. Let it go. I want to be Eddie's clear. A fan. That might this be my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> but I want to be clear. This podcast, along with the troops, supports Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Absolutely. Unless yeah. they keep not after last. Unless night. they keep losing and. By the way, it's Carmelo case. Anthony that yells that. Yeah, he does. He's the GTFO. Yeah, I'm not sure I support Carmelo Anthony, but I definitely support Russell Westbrook. Gonna need to see a lot more from you, Melo. Man, this dude. We have a lot of cussers. I, I well, I mean, we've created that kind yeah, of cult it, well, personality. Annie. Well, no, I, I, it's 2017, and people don't, don't. They're just real. Yeah, exactly. Like too, too and, real. And if it, you might be living in a fantasy world if you don't think that people cuss these days. Newsflash, people do. Right, Sorry guys, I got to hear from Jackson and Ada here. He seems okay. like he's got an interesting story for us. Oh, this might be super Hi, sooner. This is Jackson from Ada. I'm just, just calling in, love the podcast, just to tell you guys how much I'm just tired of seeing just, just weakness out there. Um, got married on Saturday, Saturday, same day, Baker. Just laid you know 41 points down on Kansas, and I couldn't even enjoy it. Because I was just in my wedding, getting go went up, took a shit in the bathroom, pulled my phone out, got on there, and started getting on Twitter, started reading a couple, couple articles, and lo and behold, I just see a bunch of weak, just beta males, just posting garbage about Baker Mayfield, about the program. You know, the kid's just out there playing with passion. He's just playing with fire. He's laying it out there, and we can't even, can't even appreciate him, can't even defend him. And what's just most upsetting, you know, is that this betaness has somehow infiltrated the university, and I really mm -hmm. only blame one person. It's got to be uh, old Dave Bourne. The man, I mean, God, we're not, he acts like we're, you know, Yale or Stanford. We're not. You know, he's wasting all of our money building these art programs and these new colleges, like somehow we're going to attract all these 
left coast kids uh, who don't even appreciate football to begin with, and <laughs> you know, he just got no. As soon as I heard that that uh, the punishment was laid down, stripping him of his captaincy, which you know, in hindsight, you know, it is a small thing to most of us, but to him, that's probably the most important thing. Is out there being a leader, which is why y'all love him so much. And I immediately just knew, bam, it's Dave Bourne. You know, um, he's just beta male number one. God. Kids out there just playing for us, giving everything he's got. And, you know, Debo's up there just telling us to spit in his mouth, telling him to swallow like he's just some 40-year-old mom dancing with sugars. Like, that's how we should treat this kid. And I'm just upset. You know, I think of Debo and Barry Trammell after that track wow, he wrote. Trammell. And probably throw Jenny Carlson in there because I don't like her very much anyway. And get out. Get out of town. Sick of him. Um, I'm just tired of all the beta males. I just wish dudes would just buckle down and play some damn football and, you know, just appreciate the game that uh, Baker Mayfield plays and what he's done for this university. He's done more in three years university than Dave Bourne's done in 20 years. Oh, no. So that's all I've got to say. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, Boomer Center. That was an alpha phone call. Jackson wow. from Ada. That was good, Jackson. What was the part about feeding him? I don't know if we can go back into that. Yeah, I don't think you. I think we just uh, we just move right around. That. That, <laughs> uh, that okay, I'm, I'm with you, know you guys. You know what's crazy about this whole thing, too? And I guess I was thinking about this on the way down is the fact that we've talked about Baker Mayfield. He's not going to play on Saturday. Kyler Murray obviously starts, which in a small way, I'm kind of excited to see the Kyler Murray, I guess, era begin a little bit. Just I, obviously the, the way that has happened is kind of messed up, but kind of excited to see what he does with the uh, the offense in his hands but at the same time Baker Mayfield is going to win the Heisman trophy and OU is I guess two wins away from from really being in the middle of a national title hunt do you think that this could affect the team I think it, I think I told somebody I think I told uh, Curtis Fitzpatrick yesterday I think this is the best thing that's ever happened I think West Virginia is about to get massacred I get I, I think it's going to be real ugly this, I think this team is this is brought this team together as as close as you probably can get. I mean, they have pretty much taken their leader and handcuffed him for a minute. I think it I think it brings them together closer and I don't know. Then nobody's really learning anything out of this. If this is just a motivational tool, I I maybe there's no learning going on from maybe this. No, this there's is no Lincoln perspective Riley, gained. I think this well, is Lincoln Riley bringing his team closer together. How about that? It's all a part of his big plan. I I, I wouldn't put watched- it past him. You guys were there for the whole Mayfield thing. I haven't watched all of it. What do you feel like he's going to come out? And, you know, remember how we talked in the summer, like Baker was kind of nice Baker and didn't really know how to navigate it as he was trying to, you know, kind of let everybody forget about what happened in Arkansas. Does that happen now? Because to me, that's the worst thing for Oklahoma. They need Baker to be Baker, not not the guy he thinks people want him to be. I agree. Well, and I asked him that yesterday. Will this change you? And he said that could be that would be the uh, make this a real negative if I changed who I was. He said, okay. and I can't I can't let that be a negative. So I, I'll say this: I I don't I, I haven't brought this up of all this. I mean, you can be mad, you can feel like David Bourne is screwing him over, so the university looks better. But I'm going to say this: this has done. Eddie believes that this is going to do nothing but help the team and get, get them motivated and fired up to play. My thing about it is this is going to help Baker and OU in two ways. One, it's going to help Baker reach out to that those Heisman voters that are going to say, wow, you know, he really showed a lot of remorse. He really cares about, you know, this football team. 
and he obviously paid the price for some of the stuff that he did this year, the stuff that we don't like. And the other thing is, I think with the college football playoff committee, because we all know there's a bunch of old bastards up there. So if if they wanted to use that against OU and you know move Wisconsin up to four or something tonight, then they're going to do it. But I think it makes OU look like a program that is doing thing that that are doing things the right way. Uh, the Big Twelve Conference has just announced that they have publicly reprimanded Baker Mayfield. Are you shitting me? Following his third quarter actions, uh, his action is in violation of the Big Twelve Conference's sportsmanship and ethical conduct rules. Uh, and then they gave a quote from Bob Bowlesby, who, let's just put it bluntly, is the worst uh, commissioner in the uh, the Power Five. Uh, Mr. Mayfield's actions are Mr. unacceptable Mayfield and action. should not be tolerated. This is straight out of the uh, Barry Trammell handbook. I am Hold grateful let me, for let me, the... Let me, I, I do you a pretty read good Bob Bowlesby. Let me pull okay. up my email here. I'm sorry. Here, it's, it's on the Big ding. 12 site if you would uh, like to see it. And they also reprimanded, I guess, the Kansas players for not shaking their hands. Oh, Joe, nice. Joe Deneen, Dorrance Armstrong... And Blair Kirkhoff, uh, a Freudian slip, I guess, uh, tweeted, Big 12 announces pubic reprimand instead of public. Public? But he put pubic. Okay, uh, here's Bob's Bo- Bob Bowlesby, live with Bob Bowlesby. Uh, Mr. Mayfield's actions are unacceptable and should not be tolerated. I am grateful for the efficient management of this matter by the coaches and administration of the University of Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield is truly outstanding competitor, and I generally appreciate his style of play and the manner in which he competes. However, the behavior he exhibited on the sideline during Oklahoma's game with Kansas was inappropriate and contrary to our sportsmanlike policies. God, the He's worst. He's so boring. Such the worst. This is the worst conference ever. <laughs> we had to remind the Big 12 to announce that yes, they had teams. we did. But... Publicly announcing a reprimand of the clearly the league's best player. No, we can get that out. We'll make sure everybody sees that. Uh, okay, quickly before we get out of here, because Josh is on a time crunch today. Uh, and once again, I'm, I'm discounting recruiting by saying it that way. <laughs> uh, Josh, we've had some eyeball emojis recently. Uh, we've had some, I believe we had, what, one commitment since the last podcast? Derek Green, Public? defensive lineman from North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, Derek Green, the defensive lineman from North Carolina, which I don't. I got a lot of talk from buddies that were like, look, will somebody tell Ruffin McNeil he's not at Virginia or East Carolina anymore, that he can do better than that at Oklahoma? So, Josh, I'm going to throw that out to you. Answer that criticism, because I've gotten that a lot this weekend. I think there – I I don't want to go so far as to say I think it's right. I think there's a possibility – I like some of what I see of Derek Green. I, I see a really big body, has a good feet. I, I see some Lampkin in him, hmm. and that's where it's, you know, and when I asked him, I actually spoke to him uh, Monday night, and we talked a little bit about kind of where OU sees him, and that's who OU had him watching. Now, I know they've kind of talked to him about, oh, he, you can play some three technique and our four down front and some of those things, but if I'm guessing, I bet he plays that zero, and we talk about this all the time. It's really hard to find athletic guys who want to play the zero. Like, that's really a difficult job. Or even the one, the shade. I mean, either way you want to go with that. Because, man, you are just eating up blocks and guys are killing you in there. You just have to be big and strong and physical. And rarely do you get a moment to be like Lampkin was against uh, uh, TCU when he had the big sack. So I I think you have to weigh that a little bit. I think there's some potential there. I, I like him. 
but I really want to see where he goes next year. Because if you remember, I wasn't that big on Lampkins' junior tape. I thought he showed some things and there was some possibility. And then as a senior, I thought he was amazing. So guys with that big of a body, they tend to develop slower. It takes them a little time. So I it may end up being right. It may end up being where OU kind of takes a chance and you know it ends up being wrong. Or they could end up being, you know, he could end up being a guy that OU got in on early. And I can tell you in our conversation, since his commitment, Miami has picked up on him. Georgia has picked up on him. Nebraska has picked up on him. So there are a lot of schools, like big-time programs that can throw around some serious offers that have gotten involved now since that commitment. So I don't think it's – I don't think people – I think because he's not well-known, people are kind of assuming he's not a player – I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. Uh, okay, so na- the first national signing day, the early first national early signing period is coming up. I think everybody has been uh, kind of curious as to what a lot of kids are going to do. But I thought it was interesting, and OU, once again, doing a great job uh, through social media, but they have made kind of a push with their commitments and you see some other schools starting to do this now, but they're trying to kind of build some momentum towards every one of their commitments signing on the early signing period. Of course, you do that, it helps you tremendously because then you ha- can focus on other things. Uh, but Josh, can you kind of break that down in terms of uh, you know guys that, that are out there pushing for it? Are there guys that they're trying to kind of push over the edge that, that they think might not sign, but they want them to? Yeah, I think that's that's what this comes down to, and you're absolutely right. OU's doing this really, really wisely. I mean, they're handling it with a lot of, I don't want to know if, if, if a political animal is the right way to say it, but instead of going at, you know, the guy, why aren't you committing? You should be doing this. They're letting, I guess, no better way to say it than peer pressure kind of do it. With guys like Brian Osamoah, Patrick Fields, Jordan Kelly, Tremonda Moore, Ron Tatum, Kondarius Taylor, those guys have all already stated they will sign early. I know uh, Turner Yale is also in that group because he's going to enroll. I mean, and a lot of those guys don't even include all the early enrollees that are going to, you know, just will sign early because they're going to be on campus in January and what difference does it make? So they'll go on board. But I think there are some guys, uh, some examples, you know, Ronnie Perkins is a guy that I think is not sure he's going to sign early. I know his coach is pretty strongly against the early signing period, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how OU navigates that. But Oklahoma is absolutely letting their recruit or their commitments do some recruiting for them on this front because you don't want to alienate a guy. You don't want to push him so hard that he's like, well, I just don't want to do this right now. I want to make sure everything... You know, because a lot of these kids realize that once they, you know, once January comes around and the bowls are over, then you get coaches moving around and things can happen. And while I don't really see that being an issue for OU this year, they're, they don't know that. They don't understand all these things. So they're going to want to see and see how things play out. And if they play out well, then they'll sign in February. So I think that's what is happening here. But, I mean, even if you just include the guys I listed – and then you throw in the early enrollees like Miguel Edwards and Jalen Redmond and you know uh, Jaqueline Crawford. Oklahoma's got like two thirds of their you know class already done with before they even get to you know January first. And that just that makes it so much easier to close on those final few targets they're looking at. Yeah, you know, if I had a kid, I'd, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd tell him not sign early because you never I, know. 
I agree. There's, uh, you know, and it's, and that's not OU or anybody else. I yeah. just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, because, and, and it's the same deal. I would, and, and I guess some of it, you have to understand your situation. Like you have to understand that, okay, if you don't want to sign with us in December, that's fine, but we can't guarantee you you're going to have a spot in February. Like, because we, you know, if you're not sold on us, we've got to make sure we're sold, you know, or we're going to find someone to fill that spot at whatever position you play. I'd tell my kid to get better. And, and so, and, and that's the same thing. Like, we talk like, oh, I'd take all my five official visits. Well, if I have Adrian Peterson, hell yeah, I'd take my five <laughs> official visits. If I was Quentin Griffin, where do I sign? Where, where Can you give me the scholarship two years before I graduate? Because, you, I mean, and not that Quentin Griffin wasn't a great player, but you got you just have to understand where you are in the recruiting world. Now, if you sign, I mean, you can't take your official visits, right? I mean, you can't sign with somebody then take an official visit. No, no, yeah. you're. It, it's, it's just like signing. And the thing that people don't understand is in February, if you don't sign on National Letter of Intent Day, you can still take trips. You can If you haven't filled out your five, you know, I know the big one a few years ago was Terrell Pryor. Uh, he didn't sign on signing day. He took some more trips. I think he went to Oregon. He did a few others before eventually signing with Ohio State. And I think that is something that people don't realize. Well, it's the same deal here. If they if you sign in December, it's done. It's over. Yeah, because I'm thinking of guys um, like Ronnie Perkins. I mean, he wanted to take more visits, and if exactly, he signs, he's shut, exa- it's now, shut down. You know, and for people that will think that it doesn't necessarily mean a guy's not solid. He's just making sure the situation he is committed to is the situation he'll sign with in February. And of course, things can change. I mean, we all saw a few years ago when Jerry Montgomery left after February that those things can happen. But by and large, the coaching carousel has stopped spinning in February. I'm assuming nobody like. You know, Deshaun White, I mean, he won't sign. I mean, waiting to find out what's going to go on at A&M. You know, what's interesting, and, you know, I know uh, Eddie's working on the interview now. We, it, we it, will should be have that it will up be up this, this evening. It will be up yeah. this evening. I spoke with Deshaun after his Army thing. He is still adamant he wants to sign on this early signing period. Wow. Like, now he's, he's allowing room that, okay, maybe that's not what's going to work out. I think it's a matter of if A&M fires someone, I don't know that he'll sign. I think it's about 50-50 at that point. I think OU still feels good. I think Texas feels like they're in it. So it may. I, I think if, if someone gets fired, I think it all starts over for him. If someone's still there in December, which if, if he's there on December 20th, he's staying. Like he's not getting fired at that point. Um, but if he's still there, then, you know, I think White will sign with A&M and that'll be all, you know, kind of all she wrote on that. And what if A&M does him dirty? Gets well, a signing crazy. class. I, I, I said it and I was like, I wonder if they would keep someone and then fire him after the bowl game. I don't know if the A&M brass is that smart. That's it's there's ballsy. Gonna, there's going to be some people done dirty. Oh, I mean, yeah. And that there will be a lot of people, if that were to happen, that come out and will try and – I don't know if they'll twist it or what they'll do. Well, but. it would be bullshit because that's not why they they didn't they didn't make an early signing day so you can screw people. I yeah. mean, like, and that's the thing. The NCAA they've been pretty good about granting kids waivers because they wanted to leave after their coach got fired. Oh yeah, after they signed. So there's it's not a lot not they a deserve. Very, you know, yeah. um, I guess commendment for, but they they're pretty good about looking into those situations. 
Yeah, I mean, and you got to know that. You got to know if you're going to get rid of someone, get rid of him. I mean, Florida's doing it right. It was interesting today. Uh, he said that he expects to be back. I don't think he would have probably said anything other than that. But yeah, he can't. Interesting. He just can't. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know. I think he said he hadn't heard anything. Was that the exact? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much more recruiting we'll talk, so I want to throw this out there. Please do. I, I will say with, I I'll, I'll just say it with a hundred percent certainty. Commitments are not done for this week. Now I know. People say, you know, oh, the, the googly eyes is out there and there's one still hanging. We know who that is. We're, we're aware of that. We're going to be ready for it when it happens. There's another one that I think is more, uh, is well, frankly, it's a certainty to go down this week. So there is another one outside of, you know, so I don't know if Lincoln's going to throw out another googly eyes and we'll have to figure out, you know, like everybody publicly will have to figure out who that is. <laughs> But one is definitely happening happening beyond what Lincoln Riley has already put out there. See, that's what you're getting with Sooner Scoop now. We're we know that googly eyes are coming now. Like you look, Lincoln, you wanted to play the game. I'm gonna throw out googly eyes. Now we are going behind the googly eyes and getting ready for the googly eyes and knowing, okay, googly eyes are coming. We are fake optometrists. I don't know about that. I think say we need to come up with something for that, like. Lincoln's got the googly eyes. We got to announce something like when we know okay. of it beforehand. Like a definitely not gynecologist. Fortune teller, maybe optometrist. <laughs> There's, I guess they do have the monocle emoji now. Yeah, oh, I saw that. I'm gonna leave. That. I'm gonna leave that to you all because I can say this with a hundred percent validity. I have never thrown out an emoji because you're Android doofus. I, I have emojis. I don't do emojis. I, I feel really lame. I feel like I'm too old to do that or something. I think the F-350 in, in your driveway prohibits you from using emojis. I, th- there's some truth in that. And speaking <laughs> of, did you guys notice the story that I threw at you both yesterday? The guy that someone tried to steal his giant uh, Ford F-250 that's all jacked up and like, I mean, like even more him. than mine. Like, it's like yeah. a six-inch lift. It's huge. Somebody tried to steal his car. The guy ran him down, jumped, opened the door, jumped in the car, and like beat the hell out of the guy and recorded him like as he was holding him in a headlock, Facebook waiting for the police him. to show up. That's uh, Facebook That's Live boss. is is big right now. If you're stealing cars or trucks <laughs> or recovering them or recovering them, it was you know. And I I want to say I read it on Barstool, and they were like, and they looked at like they had his Facebook page. And is, um, you know, like a bigger picture of his truck. And they're like, who did you think was driving this truck? You know, and that's what I always tell Tiffany. Like, she'll be like, oh, should we, you know, can we leave that sitting out in the truck? I'm like, they believe I have a lot of guns. Like, they, they think I ha- I'm well armed. I don't think they're stupid enough to steal that truck. But, you know, I mean, Facebook Live was big for murderers there for a while. Mm. That was very disturbing. Yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, way to bring it down a notch there. I'm just saying, Facebook Live. Facebook Live not is always good. An interesting place. I've Watch never, your back I've on never Facebook gone Facebook Live. Live. What Carrie says. Hey, Josh. Uh, before you go, I wanted to ask you about the games that you went to over the weekend. Uh, Oklahoma in six A one and six A two has particularly had. They have two big time state championship games in two weeks. They do, and I mean, obviously six A two. I had a chance to watch both the semifinals. Uh, first one was Bixby in Midwest City. Obviously got to see Jalen Redmond's last game uh, as a bomber. 
Jalen Redmond's everything we believe he is. He actually sent me his stats today. Ended the season with 17 and a half sacks and 33 tackles for loss for Midwest City <laughs> in 12 games this year. Oh my so, God. averaging almost three tackles for loss per game. That's, I mean, and don't get me wrong, like Jalen Redmond, not every day is facing guys on his level, but against Bixby, I mean, he had two sacks and I think two more tackles for loss. The thing so, that's been interesting about Redmond this year is like people didn't know about him, like, and, and like they would see Midwest City, like people I know that cover other high school teams that aren't like plugged in they don't care about recruiting but like they would end up seeing Jalen Redmond and they would be like my god where did he come from it was like he was so shocking to just the casual high school football follower or fan or what have you I I tweeted it out after the game I don't think I can remember a player that made a bigger jump in two years from the first time I saw them to the last time I saw them than Jalen like Jalen Redmond I'll be shocked if he doesn't play for OU next year. Like, I, he's that good. He's that physical. And he's an ex-basketball player. He should be the guy that I'm like, well, if he'll, you know, if he'll toughen up. Jalen Redmond is almost always the nastiest dude on the field he's on. Like, and, and you know, I talk to people that watch him play basketball, and that's the way he was. Like, he just, you know, like, he just bullies people on the basketball court. And now he just does the same thing on the football field. And, and, the thing I liked about that game was getting to watch him go against Bryce Bray, the uh, the Oklahoma State offensive line commitment, because you're not seeing him go against some kid that he'll never face. Those two will face each other again. And Bryce Bray is a really good technician, did a really good job with Jalen for the most part. I, you know, it was just kind of there were a few plays here or there where Jalen's just a, a, a ridiculous athlete and made a play. But he, he's a special guy. But the problem, Bixby won that game, for those that don't know, 14-12. The problem is going to be they're going to have to play Booker T, and Booker T is unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I came into that game thinking, okay, they're going to beat Lawton. They're better than Lawton. I thought it would be like 31-17, 31-20. Booker T, Booker T was five touchdowns better than Lawton without even thinking about it. You... I, I tweeted something during the game. I can't remember seeing a Lawton team and thinking, well, that other team's just too fast for them. But that Booker T was too fast for Lawton, and that never happens. And it was, I mean, it was, and Lawton had some mistakes. They had some fumbles, and it cost them and those sort of things. It doesn't matter. Booker T was clearly the better team. I think they'll beat Bixby by two touchdowns. Like, they're, they're really, really good. It's impressive. And, I mean, those are all... Josh, I guess we saw all four of those teams during the spring uh, in 6A2. Yep. And kind of thought, I, I I remember talking to you as we were leaving Booker T. I mean, they, they're probably a little bit better than I thought. And a pretty damn good job by the Bixby coaching staff to get them back to where they were. Uh, because I know that they started their season a little bit in the hole. And they got beat the night that I saw them uh, when they came down here to Oklahoma City to play Putnam City. So uh, they're back to where they, uh, where they, I guess, are familiar with in uh in a state title game in 6A2. Hey, I, you know, I was watching the uh, the first playoff game, and we actually had some of the Lawton coaching staff up in the press box with us. And, you know, obviously, Eddie, you know we know those guys well, mm-hmm. and I'm talking yep. to them. And they, they're just different animals in the playoff. Bixby just looks like a different team. They, they're they kind of like that group that, you know, they've been there so many times now that, you know, do we care if we go 10-0 and 0 or 7-3? and 3? No, we don't care about that at all. All we're building toward is week one of the playoffs. That's all we're thinking about. 
And, you know, I say that. Would it shock me if Bixby came up with some kind of plan and they stunned Booker T? No, not really. But, I mean, I if if they if those two teams play 100 times, Booker T wins 85. Like, I mean, that, that's, that's how that's going to go. They're just better. But Bixby is so well coached. Those kids, I mean, they're they, – they just know it's they're like a little jinx and just like jinx who you know we saw them in the spring and thought wow that team's in a lot of trouble they made a decent run made a good showing for themselves they just got beat by a better owasso team so you know that's and, and there's no shame in that that owasso is just really good this year i i was talking to a, a friend of ours michael knight from okay preps and we were talking about owasso would win state this year Seven times out of ten. I mean, like, this team most years would yep. win state. Yep. The problem is Union is really good, and they're so talented at – I mean, they've got a Division One guy at almost every position group on the field. That's crazy in Oklahoma. That does not happen. And I don't – I mean, I think they'll play another classic, and I think Union will edge them just by a little bit. I believe I, – I could be wrong in saying this, but I believe – Owasso and Union are both in the USA Today Super 25. I mean, the, you're talking about two of the best 25 teams in the country, and both of them are out of the Tulsa area. Uh, not surprising. And, and, and it's not Jinx and Union. Yeah, I mean, it, that's it's true. somebody else. Yeah. So, Bill no, I mean, the, the job Bill Blankenship's done this year at Owasso, that's just, that's like National Coach of the Year stuff. It I really mean, is. You're not, did they even, I'm trying to remember, did they make the playoffs last year? Gosh, I. I don't remember. If so, they, they got bombed out in the first round. Like, well, I mean, the, they, they didn't go anywhere. You know the way that they screwed up in 6A1 now with only, what, eight teams making the playoffs? So, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did I remember going to see them a couple years ago. You remember when we went down and saw Proctor for the first time? Mm-hmm. He was a sophomore yeah. at that Westmore camp. Yeah. And I remember watching that team and going, well, they got a couple of guys, but they got a bunch of big linemen, but that's about it. Like, they didn't look like anything. No, not at all. So, in two years' yeah. time... They become an amazing program. They did not. They did not make the playoffs last year. They went three and seven, two and five in district. They lost. Let's look. They lost fifty nine to three to Union last year. It's amazing. They they did beat Putnam City North. T's and P's, Eddie. Everybody, um, everybody does that. Nobody celebrates that anymore. They barely beat Moore, and they beat Edmund North thirty one to thirty in the f- season finale. Jeez. I mean, now you got to remember, a lot of that year they didn't have Josh Proctor, so that's uh, that that's fair. Like you have to understand that. And they got but the quarterback that, move in, I and, guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and I think the world of Josh Proctor, he didn't make you ten wins better. Like that that didn't happen. Because um, I mean, that's the thing. Like Eddie, you go back to you were there with me at that Union game. Josh Proctor didn't do a lot. Mm-mm. I mean, he it, don't get me wrong, like his presence, like they're going to avoid throwing to him and there's some things like that. But you just look at, did he make big plays? He didn't. And and so, I mean, and they were still right there with Union. So who knows? Maybe he, maybe Josh Proctor goes Josh Proctor and that's the difference. We have seen I mean, that he has the ability to do that. Literally, from the safety exactly, position, he can take over a game. Yeah, because for me, Eddie, was there, I mean, even with him not doing, Doing a lot in big play variety. Was there any question who the best player on that field was? No, not a doubt. I mean, they threw a jump ball to a Rivals 100 receiver, uh, Union did, and you were like, Josh Proctor's coming down with that. Yep. Like, I mean, like, and we were all shocked that he didn't intercept it. Yep, no doubt. And I mean, that, that's just that's the way that is. So I mean, I 
it's gonna it's a good year for Oklahoma high school playoffs. I mean, we talked about it. Uh, we didn't talk about. It, we talked about it off air. Wagner is no longer there in four A. I I think Heritage Hall may just mow everyone down. Should be uh, Hall and Hall looks interesting, but I, I don't think they're going to have enough. So it it there. I mean, there. It's a really good group of playoff runs this year. I you know I'm I'm very interested to see all of it. Josh, I know you have another kid coming, but that doesn't mean you can throw away the one you've got. So I know you got to go pick her up or something, right? No, guys, this is an annual tradition for me. Thanksgiving has become my week of honeydews. So right now, my father-in-law and I are relaying tile in the master bathroom. Oh boy, we're trying. Well, we're trying to get that done before the baby's here, so that there's not a construction zone with a two-week-old. So um, that that's what's going on right now. He. To his credit, good man is in there actually still working while I've done this whole podcast. So he didn't want to come and, on. You know he didn't. He uh, my uh, it, you know kind of we've talked about it. Tiffany doesn't care about sports. Her dad doesn't care about sports. He is a sailor, like car enthusiast, like knows all that stuff. But sports, like he'll watch with me, but it's not. It, it's it, it, and it's just so different from you know. And I'm I know you guys are in the same boat. My family like football like that that's what you did and it's just been different but i actually have learned how to you know like build things which is something you know i could <laughs> when i first bought a house i was like well i can change this light bulb but now you know we re, we've literally rebuilt an entire bathroom so it's kind of crazy to kind of know those things but that that's what's going on with me right now i'm going to go back and work for a little while probably go pick up laney here in a little while and then I, that will be the rest of my week, and as you know, and I should say for those people listening, along with the Sean White interview, we've got a Jalen Catalan interview coming. We've got uh, I'm trying to think of all the guys I talked with last week. Uh, Drew still, Sanders yes. is still coming. The, so I mean, it'll be. A, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was go just going to say Deshaun White will be up tonight. Drew Sanders will probably be up tonight. So uh, those will both be on uh, on the board here pretty soon, I guess. Yep. Uh, and by the way. Uh, also, once once again, we want to welcome in uh, Bob Prisbillo to our team. Not going to be a part of the Unofficial 40 podcast. He does his own. Uh, but I was told, uh, I just got a text message from uh, our bro chat, Gabe Eichert and, and Jared Falwell. Uh Gabe, I guess, had him on his show on the franchise today, and he said that uh, Bob said he feels like KD because he joined the winners. So I thought that was pretty nice. I would like to be Draymond. You you have to look, be Draymond, look, Eddie. I hate to tell look. you. That's the text. I texted. Oh yeah, Eddie yeah. is Draymond. Yeah, absolutely. Even before you said that, absolutely. The and I, I want everybody to know that. So my, you know, Carrie made a tweet yesterday about the dream team coming together, and I called Eddie late. That was Eddie. I wanted. I don't wanted that to come off as a shot at Eddie. No, he has his own thirty for thirty, so it's cool. It's kind of like who'd you call Eddie Leitner? Leitner. Oh, yeah, I called did. him Leitner. I, I thought it was kind of a. It's kind of like me and my buddies always joke around. It's like. Would you have sex with her? Yeah, she's on TV. Probably. Well, no, you're Leitner. All the all <laughs> so, the thirty for thirty. Yeah, that's all right. He it has his own thirty for thirty. Eddie Leitner. is not a quality component because I, I no one speaks higher of Eddie than myself, and I you know, and he knows it. Not a shot. And I sing his praises. It was not a shot. But at now all. that you're Leitner, you have to deal with all the gay rumors. Oh no. Oh well, then we can put those to rest right now. <laughs> Which way do you swing? Uh, women. Okay. I've actually seen him on Tinder before. Oh. Leitner? No, you. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I was like, what? Why would you see Leitner? Uh, by the way, uh, Jared and Gabe are also arguing 
that we need to move the Y in Bob's last name because it doesn't fit. It's P R Z Y B Y L O. I guess I have to. It is weird. Do I have to learn how to how to spell it? If if we had Bob on the podcast, we would have to have this discussion. You know, Carrie, you're kind of the odd man out here with your old normal ass last name. Radosovich, McQuistian, and Prisbillo. That's quite a law firm. Yeah, we need to. We we're gonna need you to change like Murdakovich or something. Like you're gonna have to like add something in Talinovich. there to really spice it up. Okay, I am uh, Carrie Attentacumpo. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, Josh, we'll let you go. I think Eddie and I are going to explore some more voicemails here uh, before we get out of here. Guys, whether I'm here or not, you know I will listen to the rest of this podcast, so do me proud. Will do. Yeah, that means we can't talk shit on you because we do know that we uh, that you do uh, listen that. back. I do not miss. Guys, <laughs> it, it is, it, it's what keeps me up. When I was driving home from Oklahoma after all the state championship games and got to Houston at about three in the morning, literally the last hour I was fading a little bit and listening to the podcast, and it always is what kind of keeps me going for what however long I need. So, yes, I will be listening. Good deal. All right, Josh, we'll uh, catch up with you next week. Hey, and uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Tell the family we said hello, and uh, try and relax a little bit. Enjoy yourself. Will do. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Get my nice message out for the week. All right, there is uh, Josh McQuistian. Eddie, I say we we try and clear out the voicemails here. Yeah, let's before do it. we get out of here, let's do it. Uh, I, I don't know, think anybody wants to hear uh, Lincoln Riley and Baker Mayfield audio that they've probably heard millions of times already by now. Yeah, we didn't get to any of that, did we? Uh, no, but, but I fine. think everybody knows our feeling on it, and also I think everybody knows or it's, everybody it's has kinda, heard what what they said. It's kind of one of those things. Like I am this, I'm one of these people. Like if I go on a drunken, you know, text rant. I don't want to read about it the next day. So it's kind of like we've done the Baker Mayfield suspension thing. I, I hope everybody enjoys listening to the podcast and, and still has opinions, wants to go talk about it on the Crimson Corner, all that stuff. But I think I've 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 said my piece. We've exhausted it. it. Yeah. By Saturday, we're over this, right? Like even by Friday, oh, yeah. oh, people yeah. will not be talking. I mean, people will be talking about it, but we'll be over the hot takes, right? I don't think so. Like this is going to go the rest of the year. Yeah. And and I'm hoping that it leads to uh, a heightened sense of ovation for Baker. On oh, Saturday. I think it will be the loudest senior day ovation that I, you like, possibly have. There's no doubt. Like just judging by the voicemails, and we know this from the board too, that this was going to turn into a David Bourne thing. Because oh, I'm it sure. always does. I'm sure. Uh, and Anne, I know, is very triggered. I'm curious to hear what Anne has to say. This is Ann from Dell City, and I just have to say how extremely disappointed I am in the powers-to-be that hung Baker out to dry on this incident. It's just ridiculous. The young man has given OU more than any player I can think of, and I've been in the stands since Mildred, period. I'm ashamed for him that we did not have his back. He is a treasure and has given me more joy the past three years than I can even say. I don't buy it that this punishment had to happen. I want, like, I want to hold her hand right now so she can get through this. Yeah, I feel bad for Anne. She's pretty. I think I know who this is. She's pretty triggered on Twitter. No, I know exactly who it is. I love Anne. She's got every right to be upset. I think, you know, like Anne. It's kind of like. I've heard Barry Trammell talk about this before. I know I'm not trying to trigger. He's been a really big part of the podcast today, hasn't he? Yeah, we're good. Uh, like, he's told me, like, you know, I've asked him before, like, what's it like, you know, 
how do people interact with you in terms of the thunder, like your readers? Because mm-hmm. I'm always interested, like, what are the, this sounds really bad to say, but like, what are the old folks emailing, you know, Barry Trammell? Right. The people reading newspapers. And I, I will say, I, I sat there on the third floor yesterday. Barry Trammell, he puts his number in the paper. Yeah, like you, can you can call, call him. him. Yeah, He sat there and answered, I bet, 25 phone calls after the press conference. Really? Literally talking to people. And so, I mean, say what you want, but he's you, accessible. Can, you yeah. can approach him. Yeah. So he's not out of touch with, with people. But he was telling me, like, you know, when you, you get a lot of older women that see the thunder as, like, their kids almost. Right, right. And kind of like, I feel like Anne is that same way. Like with Baker Mayfield, there is definitely. I'm not calling you an old woman, Anne. I'm just no. Saying. There, but there is a connection that Baker Mayfield has made with a lot of people, and I think it's because of his, I guess, history with Oklahoma. Growing up an Oklahoma fan, that I think a lot of people, it almost endears them even more than say a Trevor Knight or a yeah. Landry Jones. It, it's a lot like closer to a that. Sam I mean, Bradford story. People, people have. You told me this when we were driving back. Like I, I thought it was a great analogy. Like every group of friends that you have, someone gets to be the asshole, but there's yeah, only one. Absolutely, and Baker Mayfield is. He gets to be it. He gets to be the asshole, and it's because and you he's all so love, good. You love him for it. That's what you expect. You're the asshole in our group. I right. would say we let I would, you be I would the take asshole. That. And everybody wants to be the asshole because the asshole that gets to do whatever he wants, right? And say whatever he wants, and everybody just goes, "Ha ha ha!" ha. Well, that's just Eddie. He's the yeah. asshole. It, so Baker is that guy. He gets to be that guy. But like in your in your center, your group, whatever, you always have that one person that is a lovable jerk, and that's kind of Baker's role. He's he's fallen into that role, and he's getting beat down because of it. Right. And I I think that you know. It, it's been said millions of times in, in a lot of different ways. OU is nowhere close to where they are right now without Baker Mayfield. No. He you is know, 32 was... and 5 with Riley as a starter, 24 and 2 in the conference with back to back Big 12 championships going for a third in two weeks and a possible national title. You I know mean, what I did last night while I was writing that column is I went back and looked all the way back to 2011 to see the teams that have been making it into the college football playoff. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and their recruiting rankings versus what OU's recruiting rankings were. And they were pretty similar. I mm-hmm. mean, I think there was only one year since 2011 where Alabama hasn't had the number one class. Jeez Christ. And they were number two that <laughs> That's year. That's insane. And then Ohio State had the second best mm-hmm. overall recruiting. Clemson was better than OU by a couple of spots per year. And OU was like 14, like averaged out. They, they finished 14. So my point being, Baker is about to get OU back to the college football playoff to enter into that group with Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Yet, here's how valuable he is. He's doing it with less talent than all those other teams. Now, Alabama's been there every year, right? Yes. Ohio State's been there three times or two? Well, they won it uh, in 20... The very first Fort, one they won. 2014? Yeah. And then did it make it? Have they only been there twice? Did they make it 2015? Were they on the other side of the bracket when OU played Clemson? Who did Alabama play? I'm completely they blacking have, out. I think they played they No, played they, they played uh, Michigan State. Oh, that's right, because Michigan State won the Big Ten. They right. killed Michigan, like 38 nothing right. or something. Right, Uh So, yeah, they played. So, yeah, Ohio State's only made it twice. But the point being, OU isn't what they've been. Lincoln Riley isn't who he is. I think I said that in the column, without Baker Mayfield. 
There is, this might piss off a lot of people, but did Bob ever have a closer relationship, as close of a relationship with a player as Lincoln and Riley did? And it is it only because Riley was his offensive coordinator to begin with? Does that make sense? No. You're saying, did Bob ever have a relationship with a player? Was he as close to that, a player oh, that, as, as Riley Lincoln is to Baker? Right. And, but, but is it different because Riley was around Baker so much in that first year? Being his office coordinator, Bob loved Baker. I mean, he well, really. I, did. I don't think that there's anybody down there I think that Baker's doesn't love Baker. Just that guy that everybody loves. He's a. I mean, I mean, you know, like you, you know, Sam well enough to know that he and Bob weren't chummy. Yeah, and, and that's I mean, not Bob to say and that Landry they, weren't chummy. Right. They. It's not to say that either of them they didn't have a bad relationship. Bob and Jason White weren't chummy. No, but it was a. It was a respect. It was a very much. It was a relationship of respect. Very much. He's the coach. I'm the player. Right. With Lincoln, it is. It really is more like. It seems like it's more like a friendship. Yeah. Now, will it be that way with Kyler Murray or Austin Kendall? Probably not. Who knows? I, I think that it's just maybe in the in the waning days of the Baker Mayfield era in Oklahoma, do we need to step back and appreciate what kind of are we appreciating enough? What kind of run it's it's been with this group, or or do we do that over the next month and a half if they were to make a college yeah, football? Yeah, I think you do that over the next month and a half. And the other thing that sucks is Baker's career, because of this, this week, it really hasn't been able to be celebrated. Like, right. we really oh, would have spent all day yesterday talking to him about reminiscing about when he first got here yeah. and being a walk-on no and talking about getting the two years back uh, or getting the year back. Uh, and David Bourne would have been celebrated because of that. Oh, yeah. Which now he's being vilified because people think he's the one behind this suspension. It's it, a weird deal. It is a weird deal, but in a way, it's almost. And I don't want any people to take this the wrong way, but in a way, it's almost perfect because he was a walk on. He's going to start his senior day exactly where he started his freshman year at Tech on the sidelines. In a way, in a weird, messed up way. That's sad. As the as the Heisman Trophy, I cannot abide leader of the Heisman that. Trophy, the front runner. Yeah, and see, that's why I got so triggered and wrote that column. It's just a joke. All right, uh, I want to play this voicemail for you, Edward. Yeah, this is president of the Eddie Radosovich Texas Fan Club with a list of things that Lincoln Riley should have done before suspending Baker Mayfield. Number one, fire Tim Kish. Number two, fire fire Mike Stoops. Number three, fire Dean Blevins from the coaches show. (laughs) Number four, let the ponies out of the barn against Iowa State. Number five, played Trey Norwood, number six, hire Eddie to host the coaches show, and number seven, eight more green green bean casserole as a child. Thank you. Wow. Seems like a big Eddie Radosso. A man, man after my heart right there. I agree on all points. We've had some interesting, this voicemail thing, it's going to take some uh, getting used to. Eventually, I'll be able to record these and play them on the show we're just kind of doing this on the fly i would say this for vo- in the future to voicemails brevity is your friend i know that's not always easy i'm just trying to go through here and see keep it keep it smart keep it simple isn't that a uh a dumbass sorority uh slogan keep it simple stupid something like that keep it smart keep it simple yeah they they have something <laughs> like one of those uh acronyms that they write on the back of their cars during rush week yeah all right uh yeah, this was a test to the voicemail thing, so I, I, I appreciate everybody sending those in. We'll continue to do that. Uh, it'll continue to evolve. 
Uh, but I think we're good. I think we're done uh, for this episode of the Unofficial 40. Uh, appreciated uh, everybody out there who's been listening. Want to wish everybody a happy holidays, a happy Thanksgiving. I know a lot of you will be out on the road listening to this. I'm sorry for uh, teaching your kids new words. It's 2017. It's about time they learn. Uh, but no, I I think everybody can just relax on the Baker thing. I hope it's just a series. I really hope it's just a series. I'd hate it to be a quarter. I mean, and I guess we really haven't even hit on it, but no way this affects Heisman voting. I mean, it might a little bit, but he's going to win the Heisman still. It Correct. could for some, but yeah. I mean, he's he's his only competition. Oh man, I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to live in a world where Baker screwed out of a Heisman. That kind of backlash will. Are you going to fall in the rankings tonight? I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Nobody freak out if it happens, though. They should got to win two more games. They're in. Because Wisconsin is the number five team. That's why I, I would worry about it. Right. Because those old bastards in that room. Even Barry Alvarez. Some Wisconsin football. Even Barry Alvarez can't. Uh, Even though OU did hold Kansas to three points. And, and really, it should have been a shutout. Played well against TCU last three week. Three points to the wind. Well, they also missed a, what, 29-yarder, 39-yarder? Oh, yeah, that's true. Kansas. That was a weird game. I'm glad it's over and behind us. Uh, I'm looking forward to West Virginia. Yeah. Be a lot more fun if Will Greer was playing, I think. Could be the famous last words, but... Here's the thing, like, you can't... Can you even really celebrate after that game? Because you don't really win a North or a South division. I think that they'll have some type of... And especially the way that everything's gone down with Baker, I think that there's going to be a... I think somebody said that they should carry him off the field like Rudy. I I don't know if that will happen, but I do think that there will be something after the game. It's going to be big for a, a big Scoop HD post-game celebration, I bet. I bet we will have some good stuff because I think he will really soak it in because I don't think I, I don't think that the senior day moment will really... I mean, they'll obviously do that thing before the game. He's going to yeah. get a standing O, but I think after the game there will be a very emotional... Some type of send off, I guess, for the way for walking off the field the last time. I do think that that will happen. Who is your Don Key Award winner? Dimitri Flowers. Yeah, I, that's a good. I pick. put it out this week or uh, or before we started on Twitter. I think Dimitri Flowers, Oboe, Stephen Parker. I said Dark DJ Horse, Ward. DJ Ward, the Dark Horse. Eric Renz, a Dark Horse. Yeah, I could see them giving it to multiple. Which I, I don't like. I don't either. I don't like the multiple, but I could see them doing it for this group. Stephen Parker just with not every, in the discussion? I, I think uh, Stephen Parker's third uh, in that in that mix. So Vegas odds Dimitri, make Dimitri the favorite. Odds on favorite, in my opinion. Oboe, Stephen Parker, Eric Wren, DJ Ward. Dark Dude, horses. Eric Wren is more of a Don Key type oh, I, candidate. I, I definitely me. think he is. I'm going to put him second. See, that's why I, it's a tough decision. I think it's a tough decision. I hope it is. Just I was one, I was surprised Jordan Wade won it last year though. I would he would not have probably been in my top top two top three. And see, people don't say don't sit here and say like my stance on Baker is because I would ne- you know I I'm I don't I would never spank my child. Like this isn't participation trophy logic. Like I am I want only one Don Key Award winner. I don't want five guys yeah. getting the award. No, I don't either. I am not for participation trophies. I just think. What about 2000 when they gave it to, or 99 when they gave it to the whole team? Yeah, that, whole no, I didn't class. like it. I didn't like it. I don't know. It will be interesting. All that stuff, though, will happen, I take it, before the game. Like usual, I, I wouldn't see any reason why they uh, mix all that yeah, stuff up. Yeah, so. it would be, it'll be, it'll be right after the introductions. It'll be good. It's usually what it is. 
All right, that's Eddie Radosovich. We also want to thank Josh McQuestion, who joined us and now is laying tile. Uh, I am Kerry Murdoch. Once again, guys, be safe out there. Drive uh, smart. Stay awake. All that stuff. Get your coffee. Whatever. We want you guys all to be safe and get home. Get to where you're going safe uh, for Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you enjoy your green bean casserole. I, myself, uh, am a mashed potatoes, turkey, and uh, bread man. It can't go wrong. You Roll. really can't go wrong this week. Rolls, not bread. Uh, so anyway. Oh, yeah. You have to have. Yeah. Rolls. If you're setting out a loaf of bread. You've already lost. You've, yeah, you're done. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you guys next week right here on the Unofficial 40. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.